Cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to some of our audience. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, shit, you're still eating chocolate. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Hello. Welcome to Cutting Room Convos, everybody. I'm Yasmin, and I'm probably an alien. <laughs> Why, because you're an Aquarius? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm Jenny. I'm Jenny. <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah. All right. Even though right. Halloween is over, and it's been over. Oh, yeah. It's we're been. still eating Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. And you know we will until Valentine's Day. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm still drinking from my Black Cat uh, Halloween mug. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. So, the movie we're going to be talking about today is Ouija from 2014, directed by Styles White. And for those who haven't seen it, it's basically about some teens who awaken dark spirits through the use of a Ouija board. Dun, dun, dun. And they have to confront their fears. Um, so I'm going to start with nobody in that entire ass movie ever said wedgie, wedgie, wadja, wiga, 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 wiggy. And now you know why. <laughs> oh my God. They just kept saying the board, the spirit board. The, I'll, I'll get the board. The vessel. I'm <laughs> just kidding. No one ever said the vessel, but. Oh my God. So yeah. Oh shit. Oh, shit. That's the second time my phone keeps dropping. Are you okay? Is your baby okay? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> So, we'll just get down to the summary of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So, Ouija opens up on, you guessed it, a Ouija board. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we focus on these two children, uh, these two girls named Lane and Deb. And Deb was showing Lane how the Ouija board works, the rules of the Ouija board, and uh, I, honestly, I forgot them all except for you always have to say goodbye to end. Never play that alone. Kind of combo. Never play in a graveyard. Mm. Oh, always yeah. say goodbye. Always say goodbye. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, they were like starting to play the board, um, and then I, I guess uh, Lane looked into the planchette and she got scared by her sister, and then it just transitions from young Deb to I guess present day older Deb as a teenager. And uh, they show her just saying goodbye on her Ouija board and then putting it in the fireplace and burning it. Um, So then she gets a phone call from, uh, sure enough, her friend Lane. And we get to see them both in their current ages. And um, she goes to talk to Lane outside. Lane. Lane. Sorry. (laughs) And... um, they were supposed to be planning on going to like a football game or something, but Deb was like, nah, I'm gonna stay home or whatever. Lane kept asking, are you okay, are you okay? And Deb was kind of like hesitant, you know, on kind of, I guess, venting to Lane about what was going on in her mind, and we don't know at this point. So she just goes, oh, I'm fine, it's okay, you go on ahead without me, I'll be fine. Um, so while Deb is by herself at home, uh, she's, seems to be experiencing these objects moving, you know, the stove turning on by itself, doors opening, things like that. And um, she ends up finding the Ouija board that she just had, that she had just burned, Mm -hmm. just appeared brand new, not a scratch on it. Yeah. If it was me, I would have thought nothing of it because I forget things all the time. (laughs) Oh, shit, I forgot to burn that. (laughs) Even though, like, I literally did. Oh, no. Um, So, yeah, and then at one point... She looks through the planchette that she had found. We don't see what she saw. But then all of a sudden, you see, like, a view of just her legs, and she's just grabbing the Christmas lights that were in her room, I guess. Then there's silence. And all of a sudden, bam, she hangs herself from the chandelier in the middle of her house. And then we get the title sequence of Ouija. So, Wedgie, I don't know. yeah. So, very interesting opening for this movie. Um, And then we go back to Lane, uh, who goes into a diner, and that's when we get introduced to her boyfriend Trevor and their friend known as Iz. And they're just, like, talking about plans, meeting up or whatever. Iz? Iz. Yeah. 
I guess short for Isabella or something. Okay. But <laughs> um, then is dirty. We'll talk about that though. Oh my god. So then Lane gets a phone call uh, to get home, and she gets told about what happened to Deb. And then we flash forward to uh, Lane and friends going to Deb's funeral and going to the um, what was it the wake. And so then uh, we get introduced to Pete, who was Deb's boyfriend. And uh, so then after that, Lane goes upstairs to Deb's room and she's talking with like Deb's mom, kind of venting about, you know, uh, going to, we were going to go to college together and things like that. Um, so then uh, next scene, Lane is looking at memories with Deb, things like that. And then we find that Lane is like kind of being more left home alone with her younger sister leaving off to her mysterious boyfriend who we never meet. Um, and the dad leaving on a business trip. I guess mom's out of the picture or something. Um, so basically Lane ends up being left home alone. Is it and mom dead? I don't know. Maybe. Well, cause, okay, well we have to rewatch that cause the younger sister did say like, you're not my mom. Like you're not mom or something. Mom left. Mom left. I think it was that mom left. You don't have to be like mom or just, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, almost lost track again. Oh, yeah. And then Lane has been asked to watch uh, Deb's house mm -hmm. um, since, I guess, Deb's family obviously can't stay in that house after what happened. So she's keeping watch with Trevor. Um, so when her and Trevor go to the house, they split up. Lane goes in the house. Trevor goes to the backyard and deals with the pool. Okay, so, which was hella foreshadowing, oh, but so much. hear me out. Oh my god, no. <laughs> At first, you know rule, like one of the rules is like never split up. Mm. Especially if you're in like this giant ass house where something bad just happened. Mm -hmm. Don't split up. Mm. But then, I think about you and I when we go watch Neri's Cats. Oh and god. I say, you fill the water bowl and I'll go clean the litter boxes in the basement. Oh my god. I know. We split up anyway. Damn it. Why do we do that? The cats are plotting. Oh my god. I'm kidding. You're going to hold my hand the whole time. I don't want to get taken in the basement. <laughs> oh Your no. Your basement's really nice and airy. I don't mean it in like a... It's haunted. No. I no. just mean like it's dark and there's only one light switch. And we... <laughs> there's only one light switch down here. I am distracted. Continue. All right. Back to Lane and Trevor in the house. Trevor's at the backyard pool while Lane is in the house and she finds dun 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 the Ouija board and the planchette in Deb's closet. Um, so then um, Lane is uh, talking with basically everyone in the friend group about Deb before she died just to try to find out, you know, if she really intended to commit suicide or mm -hmm. if, if something else was behind this. Um, so then uh, she is able to convince everyone to go to Deb's house and use this Ouija board to try to contact Deb. Which seems like a like slight consensus on like, oh, she just needs this for closure and we're really good friends. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, like, not everyone's, like, on board about it, but they're just doing it for Lane's sake. Um, and so, I guess while Trevor is Lane and Lane's sister Sarah are in the house, Pete comes in out of nowhere, like, in the dark from the back of the house. And, oh, he like, had a key. Okay. He, like, he what was he doing there? Right. He had a key. That doesn't sound very, uh, whodunit slasher, you know? Um... So then they all gather together into the dining room area at, at the table. Um, and then they uh, open up the portal, I guess you can say. And contact apparently has been made. Uh, the lights go out at some point, And then, of course, don't split up, but they do. Mm -hmm. What was it? Is and Sarah stay at the table while Trevor and Lane are searching around the kitchen, I think. Lane was about to go by herself. Oh, yeah. No. Fishing the living room, and then they end up in the kitchen. Yeah, and with the stove turning out by itself. Mm -hmm. The same way it did right before De Deb um, uh, cosplayed a piñata. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, also, in terms of splitting up, um, Pete uh, went off on his own, and he noticed uh, the mirror uh, also below, I think, where Deb had um, hung herself. Uh, he noticed a reflection there. I don't know. If, I couldn't see in, with the lighting if it was Deb's reflection or someone else. But he, he saw a person there, and the closer he looked, 
he suddenly got pushed into the mirror and like cracked all of the glass on the mirror. Um, so then at that point, everyone is just like, bye, leaves the house. Lane, of course, decides to bring home the frickin' board. Don't know why. It um, reminds me of her. <laughs> oh my god. Stupid. So dumb. Um, and then she attempts to make contact by herself. I mean, Which is uh, the rules. rules. Hello. So there's that. Um, and then later on, it was probably the next day, her, her Nona, I guess her, her grandmother, uh, notices the Ouija board in Lane's room and tells her that she needs to get rid of the board. And she says, okay, I promise. Of course, you, you know, I say, I, I'm going to get rid of it. I promise you don't get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what happened. Um, and then all of the friends we see one by one, they're, how they're all being taunted with the phrase, hi, friend, because mm -hmm. that was one of the first things that was um, said on the Ouija board. So each person went through something really scary and they saw in writing somewhere that said, hi, friend. Mm -hmm. Very like, um, Pennywise. Oh my God. Yeah, of that's the crew right. to see things separately. Oh, yes. To see the same thing separately. Right. Yeah, Trevor was in like a, well, he was biking somewhere I don't remember where that was. It was like an alley-like area. It's like an underpass. It looked underpass. like an underpass. Underpass, yeah. He saw that writing on a wall after a shopping cart scared him. Uh, Iz was uh, leaving work to throw out some garbage. She goes to her car. She finds high friend written on her car window, and then a hand slams the window all of a sudden, and I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then they show Pete at, like, what, his desk in his room or something with high friend scratched up on the desk so everybody right away is like okay you're seeing the same thing yeah i'm, I'm experiencing this too trope just saying <laughs> um <laughs> so what's their solution they try to make contact again in the same place with the board and then they find out that they're not talking to dev at all which props to that guy for actually doing the work pete yes pete, yeah that was oh. a good call on pete's end to be like oh when we told everyone on our first day we went to the movies, we didn't. We actually went where? To right. the overpass, remember? Yes. Mm. That's not where overpass went. The lookout. Uh, the lookout, yeah. He's like, that's not where I took her. That's not her. And I was like, mm. that is real smart. That was so quick. Like, I was just like, damn, he got him. <laughs> so then that, that's when they were, like, trying to find out, okay, so who is it that we're really, really talking to? And then... uh Lane, of course, decides to look through the planchet, and she sees, oh, like... Oh, yeah, because the chair moved on the opposite side of the table. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we see, like, right next to her, Deb, with her mouth sewn shut, like, freaking out, you know, mm -hmm. like, trying to warn her about something. And then the board apparently said mother or something. Mm -hmm. And Lane decides to look again through the planchet, looks at Deb, and Deb's kind of pointing, like, there she is, there she is. And then all of a sudden, this old woman just comes rushing at the planchet, like, at Lane. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> so, that was Mother, obviously. Um, <laughs> uh, so then, um, after that, the friends leave. They didn't say goodbye, I'm just saying. I, I didn't see that in the movie. Um, and then the friends are just being all separate at school for some reason. They're just, like, giving each other that head nod while staring at each other from a distance in the hallway, which is weird. Um, and then, later on, Lane finds out how Deb had found the Ouija board through a USB uh, little thing that Deb had, I guess, that she found. Um, and she, not only that, she <laughs> finds out that Deb had been making contact by herself, surely mm -hmm. enough. And that is honestly what led her to getting killed. Um, but, and I don't think I mentioned that, by the way, that, that Deb actually didn't intend to commit suicide. She was indeed killed. Um, and then, where am I? Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so then we go on to Iz, and she's like kind of doing her own thing, and she's in the bathroom but as she's flossing her teeth... Nobody flosses. No one flosses! <laughs> That's so bad. Um, but then, as she's flossing, all of a sudden she's tugging at something, and her mouth is suddenly sewn shut, closed. Her eyes get cloudy, she's levitated, and all of a sudden she gets killed as well. 
And that honestly, that one scared me. But we can talk about that one later. Yeah, well, I mean, that whole scene <sighs> built it up because she starts with just like turning on the water, and then it just like builds gradually from there. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace is. Um, and then uh, Lane tends to find out more about um, Mother in the attic and online. She does some research and stuff. She went with Pete uh, back to Deb's house because Trevor was, like, mad at her for Izzy's death. When, honestly, I'm so mad at Trevor about, but whatever. Um, so, yeah. Then her and Pete were kind of looking more into Mother and... Um, Oh, God, I forgot the last name of this family, but it was um, these two daughters. It was Doris and Paulina. Uh, we end up learning later on how um, Doris had died and Paulina killed mother as like a sort of defense and how she ended up being locked up due to that. Um, so then... Uh, Lane actually goes to meet Paulina to talk more about mother and Paulina's sister, Doris, and what she needed to do to try to, like, free the rest of her friends from, uh, mother, supposedly, I guess, in this case. Um, so then, all of the friends that, that are left, uh, go to, uh, Deb's basement this next day, I'm guessing, um, to find mother's secret room in the basement where Doris's body takes place. Um, and apparently Doris's body, well, her mouth is sewn shut, like the corpse, the mouth is sewn shut. Yeah, Paulina convinced them to cut the threads, right? Yeah. Paulina convinced them to cut the threads on Doris's mouth. Yeah, in order to, uh, I guess, get rid of mother somehow, um, uh, which ended up working. But, uh, <laughs> um, of course, everyone gets separated because, you know, mother knows, like, what they're up to. She's pissed mother. off. Best. <laughs> oh no um disney reference um and at that point when uh lane gets separated um she was the one who opened up uh doris's mouth like cut the um uh i guess the thread or whatever was used um and then doris like the spirit i guess woke up dropped open its mouth to the floor and uh yelled at mother and mother got sent like through the wall like like what did you say jenny like a looney tune looney tune style <laughs> just poofed into the wall with a me-shaped hole <laughs> i had to pause the movie after you said that like that was funny <laughs> so all seemed well right mother's band yeah doris got mother right right it's Everything. fine <laughs> Then next scene, all of a sudden, Pete Sorry sees about my like <laughs> Pete sees like a figure of Deb, like what in his bedroom or something. But then Pete it like morphed sees Deb, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and then it morphed into Doris. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Pete's eyes went cloudy. And then we cut that scene, and we just assume he's dead. Uh, so Lane gets that news. Um. And so she goes up to Paulina like, hey, we did what you said. We thought that our friends were going to be safe because of it. And then Paulina gives like a little smile like, She's like, oh my God, worked. you freed Doris. You freed Doris. My plan is working. Oh my God. Now I'm free. Did <laughs> you even mention who played her? Oh my God, Queen. Elise <laughs> from Insidious Lynn Shay. I had no idea she was in this movie. My God. That if was I so awesome. If I had known, I would have watched it a while ago. But like... Uh, right? This movie came out when? Like in 2013? 2014. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I... Shoot. If she was in this... Like if I knew that, I would have watched it a long time ago too. But yes, she was a she was a great creepy Paulina in this movie. I just gotta say. Um, so yeah, bad news. <laughs> they revealed another. Uh, uh, well, actually, mother was actually trying to save them or whatever. I guess plot twist. Yeah, that mother was keeping them from getting to Doris, but not because that she would be defeated, but because she was saving them from Doris. Right. Exactly. Doris was the, was the bad guy in this. Which one. I think they're stupid because when they talked on the Ouija board. And the Ouija board said DZ. It was Doris. Doris Zimmerman or whatever the fuck her last name is. That's right. I, di I didn't think about that. I was like, wait a minute. Th this is the evil person that they're talking about then. Why are they getting confused? <laughs> so we were kind of onto it accidentally. 
Um, then even at the table, even at the table scene when the chair across from Lane moves, mm. we look to the right and there's De- Deb. We look to the left and there's Mother. So who the fuck was in the chair? Oh shit! She was playing them the whole time. God damn it! <laughs> damn it, Doris. Um, so then, um, sisters Lane and Sarah go to Nona for help. Um, and she, she basically suggests that you have to burn the board and burn the body as well, because burning just the board won't do it justice. It'll just help the spirits find you even quicker. Um, so they go and try to do that with Trevor, because, you know, that's, that's all the group there is left. Trevor, Sarah, and Lane. Um, so then they go into the house, and Trevor, once again, is lured into the pool, or into the backyard, and then he gets pushed by Doris' spirit into the pool. And... He gets caught up in that, like, pool liner, I guess, and he just panics and just, I guess, gets himself drowned. Um, we don't actually see that, but when Lane and Sarah saw, like, what looked to be Trevor just creepy facing Oh, yeah, facing Trevor's the... bike was there, so they walked in, and they're like, Trevor's mm. already here. Oh, there he is, you know, facing the fireplace, dripping wet. Right. <laughs> Finally turns around and shows the cloudy eyes. They're like, oh, my God, no, he's gone. Uh, they were able to get rid of him, but then they're like, okay, so now what do we do? It's just the two of us. Just the two of us. <laughs> um, they get to the, the basement area, but then they end up getting separated by Doris. Um, but Sarah, luckily, happens to end up near Doris's body. Bad news is Doris's spirit is with her, and she's about to, I think, sew Sarah's lips shut. Mm-hmm. But then Lane... Uh, who has the Ouija board with her near the furnace, I guess you can say, was uh, making, like, contact with Doris, and she's like, hey, you have to answer me because I'm calling out to you. So Mm -hmm. then Doris just... (laughs) Right. And then Doris comes out from the creepy tunnel, just like, hello there. I I close my eyes for that. (laughs) It was so weird. She looked contorted. Um, So, yeah, she goes to face Lane and uh, forces uh, Lane's arms to move the planchette to say goodbye. And uh, while she's doing that, she's kind of like in the process of starting to kill Lane, where you see her eyes getting all cloudy and things like that. And in the meantime, Sarah, uh, what was it? Oh, she carried Doris's body and moved through that same tunnel towards uh, Doris's spirit and Lane and the furnace. And she starts uh, throwing the body into the furnace. And that's when Doris's uh, spirit, I guess, just let out this ugly as black smoke getting all pissed and um then they uh oh oh right and deb's uh spirit shows up too like trying to force um doris to stop pushing lane's arms towards the, go- the goodbye on the board which was like a cute sentimental cute moment. moment right yeah and uh it ends up just helping lane get her strength back to get the board in the planchet and throw it the hell in the fire with the body and that seemed to be it. Um, so b- body and board are a burn. Um, <laughs> nice alliteration. <laughs> Thank you. Probably in the band of baboons. <laughs> and then you'll probably like this one. The sisters survive, but the spirits are still strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, after the good little sister talk in the end, then we end up finding out that, uh, well, Lane finds the planchette, looks through the planchette, blackout. Credits. The end. Yeah. The end. (laughs) So we're like, what the fuck? But pretty cool ending, if I do say so myself. FX. Um, Wait, that's that's probably copyrighted. Onto FX. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, though, right? The channel. I am so sorry. (laughs) I'm drinking tea, just so you know, and I may have spilled spilled some. From my mug, I am it's so the sorry. channel FX. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about FX. Yeah. Okay. So we need a different one for FX. <laughs> we do. I'm a mess. Okay. So on to effects. Um, the only one that I have is for uh, use of audio is use of silence. Oddly enough, usually it's always just music, but in this case, it's silence. Um, like the uh, lead to Deb hanging herself. We see, like, the pan of, like, the, um, that's, what, what do you call that area where, like, you're just entering from the front door of the house, and it's just like a... The foyer. Foyer. foyer the foyer. Foyer. <laughs> when, you, when the camera pans out over the foyer just for, like, a good minute, 
Then all of a sudden you hear a big clunk and then you see Deb's body just hanging out mm-hmm. of nowhere. And and there's no music that um not even like a relates with boom. that. Right, like a big boom yeah, or a bass. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just silent. And it was just so eerie. It was great. <laughs> um, and then, of course, all of the uh, searching around Deb's house for every time the Ouija board was used in the house. Walking around, you know, there wasn't any, like, sustained strings or any, like, low ooze That's or true. Anything, you know, like, it was just silence. It, it gave you that feeling like you were there. Yeah. No background music or anything. Even with the, when she's, like, searching the attic, when she's searching Deb's attic for clues. Ah, oh, that's right. That whole scene was spooky, too. Oh, that was scary. That damn flashlight. I'm mad about <laughs> it. Um, so then, there's just a few more of visual effects that came to mind for me. Uh, one of them, of course, was the camera angles. Um, particularly when Trevor was in... He wasn't in the pool yet. He was at the pool that first day that they were going to Deb's house to watch over it. And he, like kind of lays on his stomach to because it's an in-ground pool mm-hmm. he lays on his stomach to reach for the the lining of the pool and we get the camera view of like kind of next to him like next to his chest probably or something and we see like his side profile and him reaching in the pool and it kind of gave you that eerie feeling like oh shit something's gonna reach from underneath and grab yes him. <laughs> yes that's what i was thinking the whole time right it's like it's not added... that it's gonna like show up behind him when we're looking from underneath Oh my god, for real. And like it added this like interesting note of suspense and I thought that was worth mentioning. Um, of course, I have to say it. First person camera view. There was a good uh, few examples throughout the movie for this one. Uh, like Lane using the flashlight to search around the house. Uh, that was the first day when they were using the Ouija board and she was like looking around and you see like the camera turning as if she was turning her head towards the next door to open it or to find one of the back doors open, things like that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, Also, Lane looking out of the closet. So what happened here was that while all of the friends were experiencing weird things happening after the first contact, uh, Lane and Sarah were home alone. Mm -hmm. And they see from down, uh, from up the stairs, they saw their back door open. Mm -hmm. They were just like, oh, did, did you leave that open? No, I thought it was you. Who, who is it? Who's there? And then all of a sudden the door slams shut. No one touched it. They run inside Lane's bedroom, close the door. And then I don't know if, I don't remember if they heard a sound that triggered them to go into the closet, but yeah, they were like they both leaning against the door. And then I was like, it's going to knock. It's going <gasps> to thump on the door. Something's going to crash on the door. And then it literally did. Oh my God. That's how I remember. Cause I was right. <laughs> <laughs> you called it. Um, so yeah. Um, they go into the closet, and they're waiting for a little bit, and then Lane decides to look out of the closet, opens the door, and you kind of see the camera, like, with the closet door in front of it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it kind of looked like the camera was just peering out a little bit into Lane's room. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool little view. Um, and then, oh, I remember this. This was the second contact... Um, while they were starting to open that portal again, we see, like, the camera kind of looking from the top of the stairs to its left. And it's, like, kind of gliding down the stairs while looking... Which house are we talking about? Deb's. Okay. While looking, uh, along the banister, like, in between the little bars of the stairs. And it's kind of looking over towards the table while gliding down the stairs. And it keeps staring at the people sitting at the table as it reaches the dining room. And I thought, oh, shit, that's really cool. That is really cool. Because <laughs> I always get the first-person point of view of the people exploring the house, but right. having the first-person point of view of, like, a spirit or something, that's that's fairly unseen, mm. right. I guess. Especially if we haven't seen that spirit yet. We weren't introduced to that thing yet. So that was really cool. Um, another note of visual was the use of lighting. Um such as Pete at that mirror in Deb's house. Of course, that's another use of reflection right there. Um, and then uh, Trevor at the underpass, because that whole time, like, it was it was daylight, but it was dark where he was. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of gave you that feeling, like, is someone actually there? Like, it makes you search. So I, I thought that was uh, really cool. 
The flashlights could also be under the use of lighting as well, because when she's in the attic... Oh, the damn flashlight. And, and when she goes to the basement to find the Doris's body, and her flashlight goes out. Oh, my And then she God. turns on all those candles as a source of light. Yep. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. And the dancing flashlight. I don't know why that scared me. That didn't have to scare me. Um, <laughs> um, so then... Oh, yeah. And then another addition uh, to the use of mirrors, which I have on here... <laughs> I put all the damn flossing oh, yeah. that happened in this movie. How many kids were in this group? Six? Uh, five. Yeah, six or five. Yeah. It was five. Five. Yeah. Okay, two and five kids floss seems really unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> One and five even. Um, but yeah, because uh, we see Is, before she had died, um, flossing. And then we see it again. <laughs> Oh my god. And then we see it again with um with Lane near the end of the movie, like after all of the shit went down. She closes up the mirror, she's flossing her teeth, and we're like half expecting like the the same, same thing, thing to her. Happen. Yeah, what happened to is to happen to Lane. And she just finishes flossing in between four different teeth and that's it. <laughs> You're right. It was just like it wasn't just here, here, and here. That's it. Like, I think she only got her bottom teeth. Like, she didn't even get the top. I don't know. Maybe I'm, the I should... actress didn't know how to do it because she's never flossed before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't judge. We don't really all floss every day, do we? <laughs> Who does? Come on. So, those are all the effects I have. On to scares. <laughs> so, let's jump on to the fake ones because I know I named a couple already during the effects. Um... Uh, oh, a harmless person's shadow. Uh, I think that was with um, Lane's sister when they were kids. It's all like a shadow there, and it was like a oh, big yeah. jump scare, and then Lane's sister's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> so it was dumb. Um, oh, Trevor appearing at Deb's bedroom door when they were searching around the house that first day. Because there was no music associated with it, but Jenny, I know you kind of jumped a bit when that happened. So did I. Um... And then, uh, oh, is opening and closing her bathroom mirror. Oh, yeah. Mirrors we, are sucky. Oh, my God. We were both expecting something because that that little moment went on for too long. <laughs> and then the flossing happened. So then it was like, oh. Yeah, we can mark that as a kill trope, too. Oh, my God. Yes. Medicine cabinets. Um, and then on to jump scares, um, such as Deb hanging herself. Uh, that was, yeah jump scare and a half um the homeless person's cart whoever it was just moving in the underpass it suddenly just rushed as if it was like a moving train um and Sorry. then yeah like someone kicked it right yeah um oh the the swiped hand from inside of Iz's car with the high friend oh, yeah. bah, just mm -hmm. hitting the car window that got me um Oh, <laughs> I put mother in all caps because we got the first-person camera view through Lane looking through the planchette. I forgot, that's a very worthy first-person camera view. Um, looking suddenly at mother, she's like, she looks to the right and sees Deb right there. Deb's pointing. Lane looks to the left. All of a sudden, mother's rushing at you. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck. So that was a good one. Um, I mentioned this again, stupid flashlight in the attic. It did not need to break dance like that on the attic floor. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, flying Sarah. Oh, that's right. Cause that's when they got separated in the basement and they showed Sarah at, uh, like the end of one tunnel. Then all of a sudden she was like, lift off. <laughs> she was just taken up out of nowhere. And they really, they really didn't need to do that. It was like a loose end to tie. It was weird. Honestly, and at some point when we saw her again, I was just like, it was out of she, place. wait, wait, where'd she come from? <laughs> then again, I was also taking notes, so I probably like looked down at, at an important part or something. So those are all of the jump scares that I have. And then suspense scares got just a few, um, such as Lane looking into the planchette. I mean, that's happened, what, at least twice? I mean, once you're looking through that, you're just like, uh-uh, no, I ain't gonna look through that either. No. Um, and then Lane in Deb's attic. That whole scene was just scary. Oh, yeah. And seeing mother and the, the daughters up there and... Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. The random doll. Oh, my God, the random doll. I can't. 
Um, and then, oh, Mother Shadow near Trevor. That one got me because in the basement, they were just starting to prep stuff up. They didn't even start their mission yet. Lane has the flashlight on Trevor while he's asking her a question. And then she just, I, I already saw it before Lane did, let me tell you. And she she's like, you know, shuddering, looking in horror. And I was like, oh my God, his mother! As in the middle of me saying that, Mother Shadow just comes out and grabs Trevor. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> They let that shadow sit for a long time. I don't think Trevor actually ever had a shadow. That was Mother's no, the whole time. That was. That was freaky as hell. So, those are all the scares that I got. Hmm. A little obituary for this small group of friends. It's not a slasher, but, you know, they all, like, died for, like, some reason or another. So, I thought I'd just get through them really quick. Um, not really quick because... One of them didn't deserve to die. <laughs> all of them didn't. Actually, they were all innocent. They, they all were. Okay, but go in order. <laughs> uh, so first, obviously, was Deb. I mean, she died before the fucking title sequence, for goodness sake. Um, <laughs> yeah, we all thought... Well, we all... Yeah. Me all thought... <laughs> I thought that she was going to be, like, possessed for the movie or, like, at least a little bit longer in there. Hmm. I kind of predicted it because, like... Well, of a certain trope that I will mention later. But um, she was kind of fighting the monster in a way. She kept making contact um, and, you know, trying to say goodbye, burning the board. That already sounds like fighting words to the spirit. So she already fucked up there. Um, and she wasn't opening up to her friends about the whole situation. I think she could have saved herself if she would have opened herself up more and, you know, kind of gained some... Uh, uh, back up. Back up. I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, pretty much. You're thinking of Hocus Pocus, too, when she's like, hold my hand, even though you're not witches, we can do this together. Oh my god, for real, though. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Deb. Um, and then was Iz. Did not deserve to die. She did not. I'm so mad about her dying oh. first of that group of friends. She she tried her very best to not, like, piss any spirits off. Try not to get so involved in everything. And She didn't even want to do the spirit board. She no. said it so many different times. Like, this doesn't feel right. Like, I don't want to do this. And it's and interesting. It, she said she wasn't a believer in this stuff. But she went with her instinct anyways. And that's what I kept saying at the TV. I kept yelling at it. I was like, trust your gut. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it is. I mean, I didn't go into detail earlier about how exactly she had died, but after she was going through that whole ordeal with her mouth suddenly being sewn shut, her bathtub was overflowing because, you know, she had that on while she was freaking out. She had her eyes clouded. She was levitated and all of a sudden she was just slammed down. Her head just hit against the sink, the bathroom sink, insta-death. Dude, she was like the only death we saw too, besides Deb. Yes, that is right. Ooh, that sucks. Um, and I think it was also because she was the most spiritual, spiritually vulnerable, but at the same time, she wasn't a believer of it. So, I mean, as even though she trusted her gut, like, you know, when she wasn't... did she say she wasn't a believer? Well, she said, like, I don't believe in this stuff, but I don't want to fucking touch that board. That's what she said. I was like, oh, shit. You know, she was kind of, like, halfway, I guess you can say. Um, and same thing for her. She didn't really open up to her friends either because after the first contact, she was trying to tell Lane that she had a weird dream, I guess, about, like, the board and Deb and whatnot. But then Lane was kind of like, I, well, I want to try to, like, just get over this now, you know, like, before all the weird stuff was happening and, and shit. So Iz never got the chance to try to open up about her dreams. Who did I say she looked like? Oh. <laughs> Angelina Kunis. <laughs> Mina, Mila Jolie. Mila Jolie. I like that. Oh, my God. So rest in peace, Iz. Um, and then next, of course, was Pete. Um, again, didn't see his death fully, but it, we kind of assumed in this case... Which usually we wouldn't do in a slasher film, but I mean, oh, oh my goodness, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> um, usually, they go on spirits. You know that's why we say bless you. Oh my god, because when you sneeze, they used to believe that you're getting rid of a fucking spirit that was trying to take over your body. So they're like, God bless you. Oh my. <laughs> well, what a time to be <laughs> talking about that. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, um, for Pete, his ass wanders too much. He always goes by himself. He ain't listening to nobody. And as useful as he was in, like, you know, revealing the identity of who they were, well, revealing that they weren't contacting Deb, that was the only time he was useful. I liked him <laughs> the best. I, <laughs> I liked, right. I liked Iz because I loved her instincts. I hated that she didn't give into it. Right. But I liked Pete because he just made sense to me. <laughs> I hated their faces. <laughs> the boys' faces. Their Pete faces and were, uh, Trevor. Trevor. I almost said Davidson. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, both their faces just, uh, they annoy me. It, it, it's their faces mansplained to me without them saying a word. <laughs> Ooh, sorry God. to I'm sorry to this man. Get get me away. Um, so yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Pete. And then Trevor, my God. Um, skeptic male. Um, belittles his girlfriend's beliefs, and then blames the girlfriend for the deaths caused by the board. It is her fault. I blame but, her too. I mean, true, but like he wasn't a whole believer before, like belittling her think her thoughts and things like that. I was just like, who do you think you are? That's crazy <laughs> that you say that because I don't think he was doing that. I, I thought like he was being supportive. Said. I thought he was a supportive boyfriend. I mean, like, yeah, he, he didn't won. believe the Ouija board, but he was doing it because he thought that she needed it. He was doing it for her. I mean, he was doing it in the beginning, and then at some point he was just like, you don't need to keep doing this. Like, you, you know, this whole thing, I, I hope it gave you some ease, but you know it's not, like, real, right? And if she had stopped there? <laughs> thank you. I get, oh, my God. I'm fighting for this mansplaining face, man. <laughs> well, if they all would have said goodbye. Mean. Oh, yeah, if they would have said goodbye. And no one would have like been rules. We love movies with rules, though. I know, right? Oh, my God. And we're just yelling at the TV when they're like, like, don't look up those are the rules yeah <laughs> that's literally me every movie um well yeah uh and that's all the deaths that we got there so rest in peace guys i got tropes on it I think it was a... dude i want to make that a whole ass song <laughs> should do a music video and everything um so you know i don't remember how many kill tropes i got for this one because i actually no i, I don't think there are a lot, but there's a lot more alive tropes in this one. So kind of kept a little bit classic, such as behind you, um, like with the door creaking. I like how you say it in his voice every time. <laughs> I can't help it. Rest Dude, you peace. could totally cosplay, um, what's her face right now? Mindy? Thank you. Her hair is so short. Mindy Meeks. Oh my God. I needed the pants. Um, what pants? Khakis? Uh, they, they, they look like pencil line or something. I don't even know what they are. What? I'll have to look them up. Anyway. <laughs> um, so there was the behind you trope, um, such as, uh, Deb in the beginning of the movie where she was eating and all of a sudden you see the door creaking behind her open. So that was really cool. And then, well, what the hell? I spilled tea on my leg. You spilled more tea? I think I, I did. I think it's every time you move it sideways, it goes bloop, bloop, like sideways. I didn't even notice. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You can set it down. Do you see this ring right here? That's where I put my coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bigger ring, though. This is a big mug. Thank you. Um, okay. Oh, you said that real close. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, while we're talking about doors, uh, there is the classic trope of a door being found open with a breeze blowing in. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, the leaves. The leaves. That happened in... What did uh, we just watch? Halloween ends? Oh, the craft. <laughs> that, too. Halloween ends? Yeah, that, Halloween too. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. It is such a trope. Has that ever happened to you? Were you, like, walking past this door and it's open? No, thank you. Oh my god, it has happened to me. No, stop mm -hmm. it. Oh my god. You know what I should do? Huh? The stupid movie thing where they walk outside and go, hello, <laughs> and then walk back inside. Who's there? Is anyone there? <laughs> oh my god. Sometimes oh. I just tell this. Sometimes I just talk to my, you know what, I might be crazy because if I see the door open, I'll be like, um, please leave, and then I'll close the door. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah, with the door found open, uh, with a breeze blowing in. Uh, some examples of that were, were, where, <laughs> uh, Deb had the her first spiritual experience in the movie in the beginning of it, mm -hmm. um, and Lane and Sarah finding the door open that they saw from upstairs, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and then this was the, uh, oh, trope also, I wanted to talk about. I'm sorry. Oh. There's another door. Um, oh. 
The closet door in Deb's room. Closet door. In Deb's I don't know room. if it swings open, but it definitely had like some noises oh. happening behind it, and it was cracked open. Oh yeah, it creaked open behind Lane and everything. Nice, nice one. Um, uh, this is a trope that I so wanted to talk about from, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, when Deb was talk was being all hesitant, but then being like, "Oh, everything's fine," and then she dies. <laughs> that is a trope in itself. When someone is hesitant, says, "Oh, don't worry, I'm fine. There's nothing I need to talk about." Then dies, and then they never get to say what they needed to say. So, <laughs> yeah. so. That's, it also kind of sucks that, like, the teachers and the adults thought it was, like, depression or, like... Right. Even because of the signs that she was showing that she wouldn't let anyone in the house and she stopped talking to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Poor Deb. Yeah. Rest in peace. Doris knew what she was doing. Hey. <laughs> um, so then there's the other trope, and this is probably more specific to anyone who uses a Ouija board in any movie or in real life. Uh, come on, guys. Who's doing that? Stop it. <laughs> Who's playing that trick? Stop moving it. Um, <laughs> so that happens with the friend's first contact on the board, and they're all smiling at each other like, come on, who's doing this? I'm not doing it. It's very typical. Um, honestly, it probably wouldn't be a good movie without that part in it. Um, another alive trope is group separating. We've mentioned this many times since we started recording. Um, Lane and Trevor searching in the kitchen. Pete wandering his happy ass off. Pete and Trevor looking away from, uh, or locked away from Lane and Sarah. You know, they, they always get separated. It's annoying. Um, yeah, because safety in numbers. It's definitely Doris is doing. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, is she like 11 or some shit? I don't know. <laughs> um, another trope. Hiding in the closet with your mouth covered. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sarah. <laughs> like, that's supposed to help you to stop your breathing. Your loud-ass breathing. It's, I still hear you. I'm just saying. I get... <laughs> so. Okay, thing... Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> good thing that only happened once. Um, another trope. Investigating on your own. Mm -hmm. Pete, hello. Uh, looking near the chandelier from... Both on the floor after the first contact, and then on the second oh, yeah. floor. Either yeah. that railing was real short, or he was damn tall because it <sighs> barely came up to his freaking thighs. I was like, that he can literally sit like, hop over that railing without even trying, without even stretching. I'm surprised Doris didn't push him. Like, <laughs> like didn't she push him? On the, she totally uh, could have. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, don't investigate on your own. Another trope: creepy dolls. You know the doll that we saw while Lane was in the attic. Hello. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, this more uh, growing trope of sister final girls uh, that happened, obviously, with Lane and Sarah in the end. So, so are we trying to say that Ouija started it? He maybe. If no, I'm pretty sure there's more sister movies anywhere, but... There probably are. <laughs> I think one thing that um, kind of... It's cool. It's really cool that the sisters trope, it keeps happening. And, like, you and I both have one sister each, and, like... Yeah. It's real fun. You know, you and your sister have like this bond and and mm -hmm. to go through all this stuff and then defeat an evil all together. It's just like, wow, it's a sisterly bond. And even though I fucking hate you, sometimes I fucking love you kind of thing. <laughs> um, but what I don't like about them trying to be relatable is that like, if you notice a lot of these movies, a lot of these movies take place in like rich people homes. Mm, freaking yep. the freaking Naperville, Illinois, if you will. Oh my God, for real. Yeah, yeah, like we need somebody who lives in, you know, a little old suburb. Yeah, right. Of Chicago, the outskirts of Chicago, for Humble Park or something. Even I just I a don't small know. house that has like furniture from the freaking seventies. Oh man, a shit ton of family portraits on the wall. Oh, you were asking for it. And so <laughs> what I'm saying is like, it's like. Oh no. What do you mean? <laughs> no, that's not, that's that's scary already. Seventies furniture, shoe. Have you ever been to a house in Chicago? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I just mean like one that's like well lived in, like Billy's family's house. You know how like they've oh, yeah. lived there most of their lives since like I think that's been like Billy's childhood home, right? Since he was born. Oh yeah. So like one of those houses <clears throat> where it's just you know packed to the ceiling with stuff because it's been well lived in. But no, I feel like every time we get a movie, we get a big house, lots of rooms, hallways, and a giant ass staircase, and it's like. I didn't have a freaking staircase until we moved here. Yeah. So, like, it's yeah. not related to me, relatable to me, and it's not scary, because there's no freaking, you know, foyer for me to 
jump off of. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's true though. Whatever. That's kind of a trope that I was gonna pop into your tropes is the the structure of the houses. I mean, that's a good one to mention. Even honestly. in Hush. Hush. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hello, stairs in that one. But yeah, that's a good mention. Um, and then, well, kill trope. I mean, there was no drinking, sex, or drugs portrayed at all in this movie, even though there were a bunch of teens in it. Hell, they weren't even partying. <laughs> that's so, true. I mean, damn. So, I mean, that, that, that's... Uh, Didn't one of them want to go to a party, though? Didn't Iz say, like, let's go to this party? And then she said, no, I gotta go home because of my dad. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were planning on something earlier. But then, uh, Deb died. Oh, wait. <laughs> so those are all the tropes I got. <laughs> Love it. I just looked at the next bullet point. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Using the Ouija board. No. Colon, caps lock. No. No. Three exclamation points. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never, ever, ever use a Ouija board. I don't care if it's made out of white. Don't do it in the missionary <laughs> position. Don't do it standing up. <laughs> you will get chlamydia and die. Oh, my God. Mean girls. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't care if it is made out of newspaper clippings. Or I the back of the cereal box. Oh my god. Is that one from Conjuring 2? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Oh my god. And and I don't I know that you're super against it. Even like a phone case that looks like a Ouija board, you're like, oh whoa. No. No thanks. I even saw it on a coffee mug and I saw you were looking at it wanting to buy it and I was like, mm, I'm like shaking my head. Please don't, please don't. <laughs> I think okay, so I, I don't even want to wash it, but <laughs> Oh my god, your sponge is going to go... <laughs> no! Oh my god! Oh, you just got to finish it. washing it on goodbye every time. <laughs> I will, though! Oh my god. I think, and I mentioned this too after we watched the movie, that, that the Ouija board is just a tool. Mm-hmm. It's like... I don't know, I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything right now that I'm trying to compare it to. Like scissors. You oh, need to cut something, right? So, Mm -hmm. me need to talk to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. I need to cut something. I can grab scissors, or I can grab a knife, or -hmm. I can use my hands, or I can use, you know, I don't know, I could burn it. I don't know. There's multiple ways for me to cut that one thing. Yeah. The Ouija board is just a tool for you to get to the spirit world. Your subconscious is the one doing all the work, which is Mm -hmm. why it works if it's a cereal box, or a mug, or a wallet. Because it doesn't matter what the Ouija board is made of. It's your subconscious that wants, that opens up to that other side of the veil that makes you move the planchette subconsciously. Oh my God, you're so right. It's not the board. It's you. (laughs) It's not me, it's you. (laughs) Don't use it. Regardless, (laughs) I would never use one. Uh I don't want to fuck with whatever's on the opposite side of the veil. Right. And we have people in our family who, who as sixth sensey as they are also don't want to and mm. there's a good reason for it because when you once you like thin that veil you don't know what's gonna freaking come on the other side no you oh can you can invite all the friendly spirits you want but those freaking little nasty ones are still gonna slither on through oh my god yeah and even from experience <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no i i have made the mistake of using it once Josh <gasps> you used it once you're cursed <laughs> i'm just kidding you told me that in the last episode <laughs> Did I? You're like, you used a Ouija board? I always forget. It's the same thing Same thing when you're like, once I took a weed gummy, and every single time I go, oh, you had a weed gummy? <laughs> it was a brownie. Oh, it was a brownie? <laughs> it was a brownie? I'm just kidding. Was, oh my god, I can't with this. Oh, goodness. It's one of those things that's going to surprise me every time, so just get used to it. <laughs> Wait, it's funny because like I... I had learned, I, I'm like, I listen to this uh, podcast now called And That's Why We Drink, and they're becoming my favorite. They're really cool. Um, and I listened to one of their episodes that was about the Ouija board, and there is, like, apparently one common spirit that you come into contact with through a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And it is the same spirit that was represented in The Exorcist and The Conjuring 2. So it's very interesting that how... Um, can we pause real quick? That. What happened? I just, I need to... Oh, no. No. What? Stop. Oh. No, 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 no. I don't think you think what I think you're thinking. Oh, God. I just... 
<laughs> Sorry. I just need something to protect me real quick because I feel like you're about to say the name and I don't want to say the name. No, gonna... I'm trying to avoid saying the name. Okay, well, this is for me. This is for you. This will protect us. And I and I don't want to say it now. Here is why. Because you've already said it fucking six times yesterday. I said when it we watched twice. The movie. No, when we watched the movie, you said it like four times that day. No, I counted. It was I counted. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? So but, it, okay, I'm not going to lie. The name of this spirit demon thing sounds mm. like it belongs in Sesame Street. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're right, though. Um, but also because, I hate to say it, I have said this name without knowing um, that when you say the name more and more times, with or without a Ouija board, that it is more likely to hear you and get in closer contact with you. Do you think that's, sorry, do you think that's where Voldemort oh my <laughs> gets God. the idea from? He must who not be named. So we're just going to call this spirit he, them who must not be themed. I mean, they did little trigger curses for anyone who said the name, and they would get caught and, and whatnot. Yeah. So that works. Um, but yeah, like I said it so many times uh, during our Exorcist episode with Jossie, uh, without realizing, and then not until a few months later, a.k.a. now, when I listen to uh, And That's Why We Drinks episode, <laughs> that when you say that name so many times that you get in closer contact, I thought, oh, shit. I better not say his name anymore. <laughs> nope, nope, thank you, no thank you. So, and that movie, The Exorcist, as people who have listened know that that was what had feared, that I had feared since I was a kid. So that spirit, that could be uh, pretty scary to so me. So if you want so. the name, you gotta go listen to another episode. I'm not in that one, so you get a fresh new voice. You can find it out on, uh, and that's why we drink. You can find it out on Ghost Adventures. You can find it out on Google. No, no, but you should listen to our episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Give us another listen. Yeah, this is just from last season. It shouldn't be hard to find. Season four. It's there. So, never using a Ouija board for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> No, gracias. At that point, I'd rather deal with Mother. Um, Wait, she was just trying to protect us. <laughs> oh, right, right. M mother was the good guy. <laughs> the good guy. <laughs> so, uh, overall, would you watch this movie again? I would, but I feel like twice is enough. It's like Happy Death Day or mm. that f freak festival. What the fuck was it called? Uh, Hellfest? Hellfest. Hellfest. It's one that I can only watch, like, you know, once or twice. And it's because there's that plot twist at the end that, like, once you watch it more than twice, it's like you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and it does feel a little more surface than some other movies that we watch. Like, there's not going to be a hidden Easter egg somewhere because it's not part of a big universe yet. Took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> no, that that is definitely a good point because I, I don't think I would be any more surprised watching it a second time. So... I think it's a one time for me. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly I didn't find interest at first in watching this movie until we saw it on, on TV. Oh I know. And... I think it's just cause it, it just keeps popping up like it's on Netflix, it's on Hulu, it's on, well maybe not now, but it it's always on the streaming services, which makes me feel like it's popular but not enough to have to be paid for. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I just gotta get this out of the way. Same like Uncharted. That's why you saw me watching Uncharted yesterday. <laughs> Because I was just like, one. it's like a movie's name that just keeps popping up that I'm just like, might as well get it over with. Right, yeah. And it kind of makes me think about the Ouija, uh, what is that, orange, or, orange, Origins movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ouija Orange. Ouija Orange. Um, uh, that uh, Origins movie. Mm -hmm. um, I'm kind of curious to watching it after this one. If Well, now we have to because we saw that one. Right, because, I, I mean, I don't know if it involves the same spirits or, or even any of the same characters. Well, probably not the same characters, but I'm curious, so. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll make that an episode or something. Yeah, I mean, they did set it up really good for, like, they set it up so that we can, if we wanted to, learn about the past in a prequel or if we wanted to learn about the future with the mysterious fact that she picked up the planchette at the end. Ah. So they left this movie really open-ended on both ends. That is true. Yeah. So maybe I'll watch Origins and see where that one steps into or if it's a complete spinoff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, then. Well, 
thank you guys for listening to us. We'll just wrap it up here. Um, and if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on our Twitter page, Cutting Room Convos Podcast. Uh, same goes for our Facebook and Instagram pages, Cutting Room Convos. Um, and go ahead and listen to our other episodes as well. I mean, we have, what, over four seasons worth of episodes. You can listen to them anywhere you want on Spotify or on Anchor. Um, and thank you again for joining us, and we will see you guys next time. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. Cutting Room Combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own, and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on the 2014 film Ouija, directed by Styles White. Hope you enjoyed. recording jesus sorry <laughs> what is it lavender i i hope it is something came out of your tea bag i i hope that's the case because it it's floating weird um <laughs> speaking of being scary on to scares <laughs> so cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners ah shit cutting room combos was recorded at our home studio all opinions are are are, are <laughs>